This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, whether that's Rovers throwing in a drab nil-nil in the Championship or taking Newcastle all the way to a penalty shootout in the fifth round of the FA Cup, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So, the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Okay, hands up then if you sang, oh what fun it is to see the Rovers win away. If you did, you're a genuine football fan and a genuine Rovers fan. So I hope you'll enjoy our little Christmas special BRFCS podcast. Alright, try this with me. all our contributors so far this season some Christmas-based questions. So you're going to hear from Cammy, Mike Dillat, Josh Boswell, who seriously thinks he's Tony Mowbray at one point, Linz Lewis, Scott Sumner, Phil Tomlinson, Michael Taylor, and the occasional interjection from me. Christmassy mood. The first question we asked our panellists was what is your earliest football at Christmas memory? Here's Cammy to recount an amazing FA Cup tie which saw a late equaliser via an own goal from Super Atco, a ball girl throwing the ball back too quickly, 
and Jimmy Hill going on about it on Match of the Day for what seemed like an eternity. My earliest footballer Christmas memory is when I was a child, four or five years old. Um, like many children from sort of Asian heritage, we weren't really Rovers fans, and I certainly wasn't. I was a Liverpool fan, or so I thought. Uh, shortly after Christmas, one year, we played uh, Rovers in an FA Cup tie, um, and it was at Ewood Park, and that was my first ever match that I'd ever attended. Anyway, Rovers were winning 1-0, and Ian Rush, I think it was, um, scored a very, very late equaliser. It was 1-1. When Liverpool sort of equalised, I felt straightly gutted. I don't know why, but I just felt gutted that, that Liverpool had equalised, and that's when I realised that my footballing affinities didn't lie with Liverpool, but they actually lay with my hometown club, which was Blackburn, and that's when I became a Rovers fan. Here's Michael Taylor, also known as the Marple Leaf, of course, to tell us about a very generous Father Christmas, way back in the, crikey, 1970s. So, this is Michael Taylor with my earliest football at Christmas memory. It has to be 1977. Not only did my dad get me a football encyclopedia, of which I devoured facts, learning about third division, north and south, Scottish teams that didn't exist anymore, facts about early World Cups. Uh, that was a long journey that I started at that Christmas. But actually, it was also the Christmas, my first one as a proper Rovers fan. I got a stocking full of Rovers stuff, a bag for school, um, a scarf, a Rovers shirt, the whole lot. I've still got pictures of me in the Rovers kit at Christmas. Hello, this is Tony Mowbray, and I'd like to wish all BRFCS podcast listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks, Tony. It's time now to hear from Lynn's Lewis for her earliest football at Christmas memory. I think my earliest footballing memory is probably going back to a very grassroots kind of level because from as soon as we could walk and talk, myself and my brother received football gifts every year. So the most exciting thing on Christmas Day was being able to go out and to play with whatever we got and certainly spend many a Christmas morning stood between the sticks with my brother pelting whatever new football he'd had at me and the seven years between us so needless to say I wasn't particularly Brad Friedel in terms of saving anything but we used to look forward to what we would get every year and certainly having found my love from Rovers age six over the years I've had some amazing Rovers related presents from Santa. Hello, this is Scott Sumner, the current editor of 4,000 Holes, and I'd like to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, especially to everyone who's bought a copy of the fanzine this season, the Christmas edition of which is available to buy now. Ah, well done, Scott. Never a man to miss an opportunity for a free commercial. The first football match I ever went to was actually at Christmas time, albeit in the new year in the FA Cup. Rose were playing Kettering Town in 1992 in the third round, beat them comfortably 4-1 and I don't remember much about the game. I remember some of the bad language in the stands from the guys behind me and also that looking at the team sheet I was 
deciding that Scott Sellers was going to be my favourite player purely because he had the same first name as me and the same initials. Later that year, when we were in the Premier League on Boxing Day, Rovers beat Leeds 3-1. remember banging onto my sister that um, Jason Wilcox deserved man of the match because he'd scored one and put two on a plate for Shearer. And it was also the match, of course, where Shearer did his cruciate ligament, which put him out for so long. Hey, Scott, that's great, but do you have any, I don't know, um, music-related Christmas anecdotes? My sister was learning to play the piano when she was younger, and at Christmas she'd be playing the 12 Days of Christmas, and myself and a few friends decided to turn this into the 12 Days of Christmas, but with a Rovers theme, based on the Rovers squad numbers at the time. But if I was going to give a little rendition now, just using 12, it'd go something like this. Stand by your beds, everyone. Scott is going to sing on the podcast. On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 12, Nicky Marker, 11, Jason Wilcox, 10, Mike Newell. Mike Dillap, we've not heard from you yet. Any thoughts on Scott singing? No, I don't like that. 9. Alan Shearer 8. Kevin Gallagher 7. Stuart Ripley 6. Graham Lassau Hey, I tell you what, Scott, we'll, uh, we'll come back to that later in the pod, shall we? In the meantime, let's hear once again from um, Tony Mowbray. Tony Mowbray here, answering question one. My earliest football at Christmas memory is Blackburn beating Burnley 2-0 at Turf Moor. All I remember is that Matt Janssen played and I think Marcus Bent scored and I wasn't allowed to go because I was too young for the El Clasico or Lang Clasico. Um, but I remember watching it on TV. Without a shadow of a doubt, it has to be Dingle's nil, Rovers to 17th of December 2000. I don't think there's any other answer you could give to that question. My earliest football memory uh, at, at Christmas time uh, is a Boxing Day game from the season before we won the league. It's the 93-94 season and on Boxing Day it was Manchester City versus Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, just going to have to stop you there a minute, Mike. Cammy, uh, any idea when this game was actually played? Uh, my favourite Rovers at Christmas memory is back in that magical 94-95 season. We played Man City at main road on Boxing Day and I was lucky enough to get a ticket for that. No, I don't like that. Yeah, well, sorry, Mike, but I'm afraid Cammy's got the season right. You got it woefully wrong. We won 3-1 and it wasn't just the magnificent performance to win and we were doing so well in the league, but it was just the atmosphere within our sort of club and our fans that day. We went to main road. It was, it was just amazing and it's something that's always stuck with me and, you know, hopefully we can get that atmosphere back again sometime in the future. Now, I remember this well. Yeah, not that well though, eh, Mike? Because I am blessed to have a, a family with brothers and sisters who all love their football. And my middle brother is a Manchester City fan. So as I'm sure you can imagine at that time, during the Boxing Day, just after Christmas, uh, we were getting stuck into the game. And of course, there was all the usual rivalry, sibling banter, all the sort of squabbling that comes with these types of occasions. Uh, now, I actually sat in 
the Manchester City end, which as we all know as Rovers fans is a crime, but being outnumbered, uh, having come from around the Manchester area, I had absolutely no choice. It was hard to be smug as we coasted to a 3-1 win. Well, at least he got the score, right? It was a great occasion and it really started to cement my love of football and going to Rovers games, which I've been very lucky to enjoy over the years ever since. Anybody else wondering how Scott's getting on? Five, Colin, Hendry. Let's dip over to Croatia and Phil Tomlinson. Dobry dan, sretan Božić od Hrvatska. Ija, 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 ho, ho, ho. This is Phil T wishing you a very Merry Christmas all the way from Croatia. It's not really Christmas. No, I don't like that. But my earliest memory was Rovers v Arsenal, April 1998. We were 4-0 down at half-time at Ewood. I was sat in the Riverside stand and all of a sudden it just started teeming down with snow and everybody around was going, oh, come on, let it snow, 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 because everybody wanted the game to be called off because we were <laughs> absolutely hit for six or hit for four, more like it. But uh, that was, that's my earliest, I suppose it's a snow memory, not a Christmas memory. No, I don't like that. Hi everybody, it's Linz here. Just wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and a special thanks from me to everybody who's listened to the podcast and supported me and contacted me over the last few months with my fundraising, the Hashtag for Megan campaign. You guys have been absolutely amazing and made probably the worst year of my life a lot more bearable and I feel really privileged to have become part of this community and to be an even bigger member of the Rovers family so thank you very much let's go back live to Scott shall we four Tim Sherwood three Alan Wright two Tony Gale and Tim Flowers in his nets I don't like that Right, let's go back to the 1970s and I have to say, my personal favourite Christmas Rovers memory, yeah, 1977, it's that game, as told by Michael Taylor. Turf Moor, 26th of December, 1977, Rovers 3, Burnley 2. What an absolutely amazing day. They say that if you can live one day again on earth after you die, all over again, this would be the day. Absolutely incredible. Never known anything like it before or since. And it properly, properly made me into a diehard Rovers fan. So yeah, there it was. 11 years of age, on the long side, being thrown around and everything. It was just amazing. Now, if you ask me what my favourite Rovers at Christmas memory is, I would have to say it would be the unbelievable occasion that was beating Liverpool at home on Boxing Day. Now, the year eludes me. Not that it stopped him before. I mean, he just normally guesses, but 2006 for the record. Uh, but we'll call it around about the mid-2000s somewhere. And it was the memorable occasion, of course, where Benny McCarthy's goal separated the sides. And we also got to enjoy one of Brad Friedel's many, many masterclasses in between the sticks at Ewood Park. It also helped as well uh, that Two Guy was, was on show. Of course, we all remember that absolutely lovely, sublime step over and turn done on England's love child Stephen Gerrard showing a, a young man new tricks from one of the old timers 
Of course, all finished off by our friend Morton and uh, Benny sticking it in from close range past Pepe Reina. That was also one of Scott's favourite memories. It was beating Liverpool 1-0 on Boxing Day purely because of one of the greatest pieces of skill I've seen at Ewood when two guy drifted past Steven Gerrard with the greatest ever step over, slipped the ball through to Pedersen who crossed for McCarthy to score the only goal of the game. In terms of my favourite Rovers match at Christmas, it would definitely have to be Boxing Day 1996 when Newcastle United and a certain Alan Shearer came back to Ewood for the first time. Uh, Rovers were struggling in the league at the time. Incredibly, we put together a 1-0 win and Berg and Hendry totally stifled Shearer all match, who picked up a booking for a bad tackle and also had Tim Flowers dribble the ball around him when he was coming to close him down. My favourite Rovers memory at Christmas is definitely my first ever trip to Ewood Park, which was a surprise Christmas gift. And I knew nothing about it and turned up to visit some family friends one day in January to find out that they had arranged with some of their friends who were Tim Flowers' family at the time um, to take me up to Ewood. But getting to see Ewood for the first time was just phenomenal and something that I will never forget and cemented my love for the club. And obviously over the last 25 years or so, that love has grown and grown. Tony Mowbray here, answering question two. My favourite Rovers at Christmas memory is without doubt uh, Wigan away where Rocky Santa Cruz had been so confident he was going to score he ran around with a Santa's hat in his pants. No, I don't like that. All game, uh, eventually scoring in front of the Rovers fans, pulling a Santa, Cl- Santa Claus hat out of his underwear and putting it on his head. Brilliant. Hello, this is Tommy, and I'd like to wish all BFCS podcast listeners a very Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous New Year. If Christmas is a time for giving, what's the best Rovers-related present that either you've given to somebody or received yourself? I was really fortunate as a kid to get some great Rovers presents for Christmas. Normally every year I'd get the official Rovers calendar as a great little stocking filler. Then there was two consecutive Christmases where I got a full Rovers kit, one year the home kit, then the next year the away kit. It was that classic early 90s McEwan's Lager era. I wouldn't call it a present, but I did used to work with quite a lot of Burnley fans um, a few years ago, and we did a secret Santa. Um, when I got mine, I thought, oh, this is, looks good. It all well wrapped up, all, one box opened, opened the box, opened another box, and then open the final box to find blue and white dildo. Oh, what now? Blue and white dildo. Oh. Which they found amusing, which I didn't find quite as amusing, but I suppose I'll call that the uh, football-related Christmas present. No, I don't like that. Okay, we're going back to 2006, when um, we first set up home um, with my new blended family, with my wife Rachel and my amazing stepsons Max and Louis who are now 17. Louis still comes to every Rovers match with me. His twin brother Max on the other hand, I love him for all sorts of different reasons but sharing a love of the same football team isn't one of them. So I got Louis a Rovers kit for his Christmas and he absolutely loved it. 
Rachel looked at me and gave me a lesson in how to bring up twins and said, you're going to have to get him one as well. I said, yeah, but he doesn't support Rovers. No, love, he doesn't. He said he likes Burnley because that's the other thing about Max's traits. He's a little bit of an awkward bugger sometimes. So I had to go to the Burnley club shop and buy him a, a Burnley kit for Christmas. I took along a £10 note and a £20 note. It would have to be £31.95 though, which meant I had to do the transaction through my bank account. So I had a bank statement which then showed up with Burnley Football Club. It was probably the worst Christmas present I ever had to buy anybody. Luckily, he doesn't support Burnley anymore. He's not that interested in football. The two things being pretty much linked. My Rovers duvet set when I was a kid. Um, a bit embarrassing, but uh, oh, it was it was really comfy, actually. My, definitely my comfiest duvet set. And um, getting a football duvet set is something you can't do as an adult because it's just wrong. Uh, so you don't get that chance ever again. So, definitely my best present. Uh, the best football-related Christmas present that I ever gave or ever received was definitely my pair of Predator boots that I got when I was 11. I had wanted these boots for so, so, so long, and we certainly weren't a family who really were in a position to be able to afford anything like that, but my mum and dad saved up all year to make sure that I got them and I played left back at the time and that was my position up until I gave up my footballing career in pursuit of boys and booze and I loved those boots and I wore them into the absolute ground and certainly if I was in the Rovers starting 11 now I would be wearing Predators. Okay now what's the best football Christmas present that I've ever received? I've had a few. I'm, I'm very very lucky uh, to enjoy a rare footballing kinship with my father-in-law uh, but I'm very lucky in that he actually is also a Blackburn fan which is just pure coincidence uh, but ever since we've struck up our family bond our family relationship uh, we've we've always enjoyed going to football together and of course it does mean that my wife gets very annoyed that her dad is ringing up on the telephone to speak to me rather than her. present I'm remembering is that he was very kind one year to send a framed photo of Brett Emertonoff. Brett Emertonoff, of course, is Brett Emerton's Bulgarian cousin. But he signed it and returned it back, and it was then, of course, given to me as, as a Christmas present. It is something that I still hold on to. Uh, it's a lovely thought, and Brett has always been one of my, well, over, the, over my footballing enjoying life, has been probably, say, my top five or six favourite players to have played for Blackburn. Uh, due to his sheer effort, work rate and, and determination, which are not for everybody. But I, I always enjoyed his output and, uh, and having something like that that's been signed by the man that I can hold on to means an awful lot to me as well. Even though it's his Bulgarian cousin. Hello, this is Michael Taylor, The Marple Leaf, and I'd like to wish all BRFCS podcast listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Some people don't realise that football was played on Christmas Day once upon a time. Clubs often played derby matches on Christmas Day, and one of football's biggest early derbies was Blackburn Rovers versus Darwin. In 1890, a match between the sides at Ewood Park ended in a Christmas Day riot with very little seasonal goodwill on display. Christmas Day 1957 was the last with a full league programme. 
the arrival of floodlights and evening games removed the need for fixtures to be squeezed into public holidays, and many fans preferred to stay at home with their families on Christmas Day. The last English League match played on Christmas Day was in 1965. Any idea who the two teams were? Well, it was Blackpool versus Blackburn Rovers. A crowd of 21,000 turned up to see Blackpool win 4-2. We asked our podders, would they like to see Christmas Day football return? Well, I didn't actually know it existed in the first place, so... Uh, I'm going to be a Scrooge here and say, nah, don't do it. I'm happy, happy with it as it is. Um, bringing it back would probably cause arguments more than it would uh, give, give fun for people on Christmas Day. So, yeah, definitely leave it as it is. I'm a huge, huge fan of the traditional Boxing Day fixture, so I'd be very resistant to any Christmas Day football. Let's face it, it's never going to happen, is it? But I think it'd be nice maybe to see it as a one-off special, just for something totally different, say on some commemorative anniversary of the Football League. Now we all know, of course, about the occasion of, of Boxing Day football, but the question's been put to me about what would I think if they brought back Christmas Day football. Now I'm up for quite a lot of football. I I can handle it most of the time. I will also handle it if it's just a French second division game or a a, a, a stray league that no one's bothered with. If it's on the TV and I've got some spare time and my children aren't bugging me, I will I say bugging me, I love my children of course, but uh, if they're, you know, if I've got basically a very rare segment of time where I've got some time to myself and games like that are on TV, I will watch them. I draw the line at Christmas Day football. I wouldn't agree with that at all. Uh, I've always viewed Christmas Day as specifically a family day, uh, so I, would, I wouldn't agree with it. I, I don't think Christmas Day football is a good thing. I like the idea that Chris, you have Christmas Day and then you have the football on Boxing Day the following day. Boxing Day is for football, Christmas Day is for family. I don't I don't believe in Christmas Day football and I wouldn't want to see that brought back. Tony Mowbray here answering question four. What would I say if Christmas Day football was brought back? What I would say is, I think, and I may be going against the grain, it'd be a bad idea. Christmas Day is for spending time with your family and friends, not watching Rovers potentially lose in the cold at Ewood Park. It would be a no from me. Um, I struggle to manage to justify going on a sort of Boxing Day or a New Year's Day, never mind in Christmas Day. So I feel like as fans, it's an opportunity for us to spend time with our families and for the players, although I understand that perhaps they have to trade and indeed travel. I think they've also got a right to spend time with their loved ones as well. I'd say no thanks. And the same goes for Christmas Eve football. The same almost goes for the day before Christmas Eve football. We are going to go to Northampton on that um, two days before Christmas Saturday, battling the traffic down the M6. We don't know how we're going to get there, but we will, because we've been to every other away game this season. I truly, truly hope it'll be an event, eventful day on the football pitch, but not travelling. So no, I'm totally against Christmas Day football. I think Boxing Day is fantastic, but no, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, no thanks. No. Um, it's the one day of the year where people get time to spend with their families. I don't. I'm a Muslim, so I don't celebrate Christmas, but we do 
as a family get together on Christmas Day. No one's working. We're all together as a family and it's one the one day in the year where we can focus on the family, have a nice meal and just spend some time together. So it's a big no-no for me in regards to a Christmas Day football. So in summary, Christmas Day football, Mike Dillap, what do you say? No, I don't like that. Hi everybody, I'm Mike Dillap and I'd like to wish everybody who listens to the BRFCS podcast a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. May all your stockings be filled with presents and festive goodwill and may your new year be filled with a hangover and a delayed present of promotion come May. Come on Tony and the boys. Which leads us on to our final question. What would you like to give Rovers or Rovers fans as a Christmas present this year? Tony Mulgray here answering question five. What present would I like to give Rovers to open on Christmas Day? This Christmas I would like to give Blackburn Rovers in a in a beautifully decorated parcel a new hamstring for Harry Chapman. If I could give Rovers one present this Christmas Day, I would give them the ability to see the club as we as fans see it because I think over the last few years that's got lost and they've forgotten how much it means to the local community and to the wider community and I think they've lost that love and that care for the fan base so I would want them to see the people I know who travel all over the country watching them I would want them to see the kids who I get to spend time with who absolutely adore the players and worship them and I would just want them to come back to be in the sort of community friendly club that they were initially when I supported them and if Rovers were going to give me a gift I would really like Craig Conway but if not I would just like to go into the new year with the same level of team spirit and commitment that we have seen over the first half of the season and if we're around and about where we are now towards March or April time I'll be pleased. I'd have to give them my 1994-1995 fully filled Panini Premier League sticker book. Why? Well, I think it would be great if they could have a, a nice flick through that. There can't be that many around. And, you know, look at all those fantastic players that we had playing for Rovers. We were up there, top dogs. Just a little reminder that we, you know, this is what we can achieve if you put your mind to it as a club. So it would be great if I could give that to them for Christmas and they could return the favour and within five years we'll be playing Champions League football again. I suppose I'd be boring and say new owners. Um, the best present that my football club can get at the moment is new owners. It's all about what present I would give to you as a Rovers fan on Christmas Day. Uh, I'm sure as we're all more than abundantly aware and have suffered through many years, the last few years, in, under Venki's rule and ownership, or lack thereof. Uh, I think the, the key present to give everybody is just a bit of festive goodwill. We're on a good little run at the moment, Rovers are, and it'd be nice to see that continue. And I'm, I'm also very confident personally that that will continue. Uh, we, we've had a good patch of form, got a very likeable team, likeable squad who all work very hard and have put a very difficult start to the season behind them. So it'd be nice to see us get back up to the championship see some faith restored and also just see you know a, a turning over of a chapter whether that's with Venkis or without them I don't personally 
really mind as long as something good happens to our football club. So I want to see some festive goodwill, I want to see some good times return to Ewood Park and for us to start climbing back up the divisions. Now what present would I like to give Rovers to open on Christmas Day? Having just come home from the game against Crew Alexander, where we threw away a 3-0 easy coasting lead to be drawn 3-3 due to ill-discipline, I'd like to buy the Rovers players a red card, a yellow card and a whistle to remind themselves that there are rules to games of football and that the referee can make an intervention to send you off and suspend you from games. I hope this doesn't prove to be a damaging turning point in our season, but I'm pretty annoyed with Elliot Bennett. So there you have it. That's our little Christmas gift to you, our listeners. It just remains for me to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I hope it brings you all that you and your family and friends desire. And I hope that one of those desires, of course, is for the Rovers to win promotion back to the Championship. Have a great one, and we'll be back in January. I think that went pretty well for our first Christmas special podcast. Mike, what did you think of it? I don't like that. Oh. Josh? Bollocks. Oh well. We can have another go next year. should note at this point this isn't Tony Mowbray as you can tell from the accent. No, I don't like that. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.